Hello and welcome back to the show floor of Offshore Europe 2023 and we're delighted to be joined by David Whitehouse, Chief Executive of Offshore Energies UK. Hi David, How, what have you made of the show so far for us? It's great, I think um, four years since we've been here and I must say it's great to see so many people actually. It's so important for, for the sector that, uh, that this show is a success. It's great to see how busy it is, uh, so delighted actually. Yeah. Really Some delightful. pretty cool stands out there as well. Is there anything taking your fancy? I think there's even like a Kirby car and all the rest of it. Kirby car. I'll I, I tell you the one thing you do notice, which I think is really important. You are seeing that, yes, we have a tremendous oil and gas sector, but actually we're, we're evolving into that oil energy space and actually really interesting looking at the stands this year compared with four years ago, just in terms of the diversity of what we're now seeing. I think it's great. Fantastic, yeah. So, so David, a uh, busy day for you, um, to put it mildly. Uh, economic report launched today. Just in case anybody's coming into this cold, I expect they're not, but what are some of the kind of key takeaways from that uh, to update the listeners? I think the key takeaways uh, actually is, so if you look positively, I think what that report talks about is if you look at the energy mix um, across the UK in the North Sea, then we're seeing something in the region of 200 billion pounds worth of potential spend between now and the end of the decade. And that's 200 billion uh, pounds worth of spend in oil and gas, in offshore wind, CCS, uh, hydrogen. So, so fantastic opportunities. And all of that consistent with energy security, great jobs and, and climate change. So we're seeing that. But I think one of the key messages, although you see that opportunity, we've got to get it unlocked. And there's some headwinds that are causing us some concern that we need to get that unlocked. So when we talk about that 200 billion, firstly, that's not just oil and gas. Uh, and then secondly, uh, let's pick up on the, this, well, the, yeah, it, some, some projects in the doldrums a bit, maybe just to get a sense of what's, what's causing those uh, those issues? I think we're still, so if you look on the oil and gas sector, I think we are seeing the impact of the windfall tax. I think, I think, as I said in my uh, talk this morning, the windfall tax is biting. Um, and so we are seeing, we will see some projects moving forward, but not the, the numbers that, uh, that, that we need. And to be honest, UK still 75% of our energy comes from oil and gas. We produce domestically about half of it. It really is in the nation's interest to, to do more. So the windfall tax is, is hurting. And I guess the message continues to be is when those windfall conditions go, really, let's, let's have that, that tax moving away. And I think if we could do that, if we could unlock that, that would be really important for the oil and gas sector. But then, but then we're also seeing things across the board. So, so we spoke this morning, seeing some of the wind projects now um, either being deferred or, or delayed. I think some concerns about what will happen in the next um, contracts for difference round, effectively the rounds that give the funding for the next wave of uh, offshore projects. So some concerns that we're not seeing those projects moving forward adds the pace that we would like to see. Maybe just to, to pick up on that firstly, I mean, we have, you know, we've got plenty of operators here. I guess we're, they're, they're obviously, you said, I think everybody, or it might have been Ross that said, everybody in the room there was probably involved in some project or the other that's not quite managed to get across. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're coming up for a general election just now. I mean, what, what do you think about the potential to getting, I guess we'll get some FIDs through, some projects through, but not in the numbers that we require at, at the moment. So, so, I, so I think work is still ongoing and, I, you know, we continue to engage with, uh, with, with, with government. And yeah, I do expect that we will see some FIDs uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the coming month. I think it's really important uh, that we see that. I mean, you raised the general election. I think, I think what businesses love is stability. And to be honest, general elections uh, are just not that. They don't create that stability. So that, that, uh, uh, that, that, that is a headwind. But, but I think we will see projects coming to, to FID in the coming months. And I, and I guess, you know, when, when you talk to your, your members, uh, supply chain or, or otherwise, um, and, and they hear like some of these pressures going on in the UK, their boards trying to convince, you know, they try to convince their boards for investment and that. Do, do you get a sense of 
frustration? Is that is that a is that a an understatement or, or what what do you hear from them when they? There, there, there's, there's definitely there is frustration, and I think the one thing I mean, I think everyone gets it, but in reality. The UK, we have to compete globally. You have to compete globally, and actually, what you where the frustration comes from is, is people are seeing a lot of activity in other basins, and actually, it's the UK North Sea that is uh, is quiet. So we so we, uh, we 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 definitely hear we definitely hear that frustration. We need to create an environment where actually, I think I think we said in our work, we need to make it irresistible to work here yeah. in the in the North Sea. I think that is uh, that's really important, and I think actually policy matters absolutely. That's key. That's uh, under, underneath it. But actually, words matter too. So, so we, it's really important we hear supportive statements from policymakers. I think those things are important, and it is what investors overseas hear. Fantastic. Yeah. One of the things in the report that uh, maybe I haven't picked up on enough, uh, but I thought was really interesting. I think it was touched on this morning. When we talk about the vessels and, and the rigs, uh, drillers at the moment, these are the types of vessels and the workforce we're going to need for offshore wind activity, for carbon storage, etc. You talk about the importance of, of words and policies, you know, in terms of those kind of vessels leaving the UK, what, what kind of impact might that have in terms of that, that other work that we're going to have in offshore wind and carbon storage? We, we, we've got to fight hard that the assets don't leave. I, th I think some people say to me, it's okay, assets can leave and they will come back. In reality, in reality, when they leave, it's difficult to get units uh, it's back in. So we absolutely have to fight to keep them. And I think we, we, in order to do that, we need to lock, uh, unlock activity for those units because you're absolutely right if they leave now if we don't give them the work now then in reality what that means when we need units for actually future decom when we need them for some more exploration wells that we need when we need them for those carbon storage wells we won't have the units here we've got to protect the uh, those assets and it's not just the rigs it's the vessels as well making sure we protect them we keep them here in the uk and that's and, and then when we talk about you know mem members when you say talk about an end to licensing or, or an end to exploration, that, that impacts their view of UK business. Uh, but there's also this, uh, this, this other element that we need to be, be cognizant of in terms of the, the rigs and vessels and workers we're going to need for the future. It, it does. Those, those policy statements do. They, under, they underestimate people's confidence in investing in the, in, the, in the basin. And I think you heard this morning, actually, it's the operators, yes, but actually it's the supply chain here that... And they think, well, this is somewhere we don't want to, to invest. So, so we are seeing those kind of statements uh, raising concern. But we're looking to engage with everybody because for us, it's clear. You know, we have 283 fields in the North Sea and about 150 plus will come to natural uh, cessation of production before the end of the decade. We need to replace them. I mean, we are still in an energy crisis. We still only produce about half of the oil and gas that we need. We need those new energy licenses. So it's clear to me the argument for energy security for jobs, but actually also for our climate change ambitions, critical we get them, and we need to continue to boost investor confidence. Fan yeah, no, fan fantastic. And I think it's been really some really positive words around that uh, today that we need to keep in mind. I guess, I guess, in, in terms of that, you know, production decline without new investment, you know, to talk a bit a bit more on that, is that being, I guess, well recognised from the conversations you've had with policymakers and and otherwise at this stage? I think for me, I, I, I think policymakers, I think are beginning to see that. I mean, it's very clear. If we don't invest, then we are going to be importing 80% of our oil and gas come the, uh, come the end of the decade. So I think that message is beginning to get through, but I think we have more work to do to actually make sure that policymakers really do understand where we sit in terms of our energy needs. Yeah, fantastic. And then I suppose, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this uh, last week a little bit uh, and in, in press briefings, but again, you know, just to, to hammer it home, tax regime uh, consultation uh, on the UK's oil and gas taxation, 
the, the watchword seems to be just stability in terms of the main ask at the moment. I think I think the you know we welcome a longer term review. We think that's re, uh, it's really helpful. Yes, we need stability, but it needs to be fair and it needs to be attracting um, it needs to be attracting investment. And, and where we sit today, yes, there is investment happening, but not enough. So so I think we do need to have that good conversation and get the UK fiscal regime. Yes, yes, stable. We need that, but actually fair. So it truly is attracting the investment we need. Fantastic. And just on that, there's something I wanted to pick up from you this this morning. Uh, obviously, we had. We're not talking about oil and gas, talking about CCS, et cetera, et cetera. Track two, um, and I think, I, think, I think you might have mentioned still some more clarity needed for those projects in terms of getting to FID. Maybe just to elaborate on that and what you see as the barriers at the moment. So, so, so actually, the, so the announcement of the government support for the track two project is great. That, that allows those projects to, to, to compete for, for, for investment. I think we absolutely welcomed, uh, uh, welcome that. And actually also as well, progress uh, the energy bill progressing through Parliament as well really important to unlocking those opportunities. But we're, what we're still seeing though is that absolute clarity on the business model that takes those announcements and turns it into something that people can invest. There is still more work to do and, and we and, and, and those uh, developers, we need to engage with government and make sure we get these projects fully unlocked. And, and let's say, let's keep it positive, let's say 200 billion by the decade, that's what, if that does happen, you know, what does that look like and how far does that get this sector towards this this integrated energy basin kind of vision that we're looking at, that probably would take us a good way there, I suppose. I tell you, 200, uh, 200 billion is a colossal amount of, uh, of, uh, of money. And investment means jobs, investment means um, the capability to build our, our supply chain, investment means energy security, and actually investment means we're on that journey to, to dealing with our, our climate um, change ambition. So uh, honestly, it's huge. And coming back to the positivity, the, um, we are seeing projects that we need to unblock. I tell you what, we're going to get these things unblocked. We've got to get out there as an industry. We've got to get out there as a, as a collaborative industry, work with government, work with policymakers, get these things unlocked. And, and that future would look fantastic. Fantastic. David, I think that's a good place to leave it on. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to let you go and see more of these stands kicking I'm looking about. forward to it. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> that's us for now. Keep an eye out for more from Energy Voice Out Loud from the show floor here at Offshore Europe. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.